I was driving my kids to school this morning and one of our carpool conversations circled around to dental procedures like fillings and caps and crowns and the numbing that you would get before you have some kind of procedure done and how that may hurt, may hurt a little bit, but it's ultimately keeping you from experiencing more pain. And then we talked about if fillings fall out, that can be really painful because you have potential nerve exposed. And then I was, of course, word nerding and teaching them about the, the expression touched a nerve or hit a nerve and how if you're feeling raw and vulnerable and just the metaphor of it all, because it's not every day that we have conversations like this in, <laughs> in the car but probably more than they would care to have. So anyway, we were talking about that today and the idea of touching a nerve. And one of my kids was mentioning a friend at school who can sometimes cry at the drop of the hat. I was like, right, I can too sometimes. If it's if the setting is just right and I'm feeling in that sensitive state, it could just be one thing. And then I'm crying. I'm in, I'm in full on tears. It doesn't necessarily even matter if other people are around. I can be a crier big time. So we were all going around and owning and thinking of examples of when we have something has touched a nerve. And it's funny because I didn't really connect these dots until a couple hours after drop off. But one of my boys forgot his lunch. So I ended up coming home. I dropped him off. I came home, realized the lunch was still here and I needed to take it back. And as I was making the drive back to drop off his lunch, I was listening to a client message. And if you're listening to this, you know who you are because I told you that I had to collect myself because as I was listening to it, I started to cry. I mean, tears were like Pixar style flying out of my face as I was listening to her message because it just touched me. It was, it hit a nerve. It touched me so deeply. It was so beautiful and inspiring for me to hear because she was just sharing. We've been working together over the last few years in various capacities and she was just sharing about her current state and update and how she's feeling about moving forward. And I told her once I collect myself and stopped, you know, blubbering in the car, I was just so inspired by it because it was on her terms embodied and the certainty and the magnetism in her voice and the trust. Like you could just hear how she's trusting herself. She's trusting her tempo. She can see how what she's doing right now is on the way to the vision that she has for herself, for her family, for her career and her expression. And it just really got me. And so I just, again, hours later, it was piecing this together to realize, wow, we were just talking about it and people spontaneously bursting into tears because something was raw and touched a nerve. And then that's exactly what happened as I was on my way home from taking him his lunch. And I wanted to anchor that in here if you haven't consciously and maybe you have, but if you haven't consciously thought about your tears as a treasure map of sorts, it's a really interesting practice and also is great for your kids or your partner or whoever to look at tears as a treasure map and clues to what you care about, where you're hurting or where you're happy. If it's because something was just so helpful and you were experiencing relief or something was hurtful and you were experiencing grief, or it's something that like today, I was just feeling so inspired, like, wow, I can't believe I got paid to help her, her come to this realization and certainty in herself, you know, and in her path, the gratitude kind of tears, it's all highlighting. So helping, hurting, highlighting, whatever, if your body feels 
like it's time to bring tears up. It's a message. And it's so cool to look at it like that, as opposed to something to be embarrassed about or ashamed about, or I have a whole podcast episode. I know I'm not finishing my own sentence. I'm interrupting myself, but I have a whole podcast episode on the full cheese and surrendering to the cheese. Whenever my first grader was doing a a presentation like a program at school and I could tell he was trying to hold back on his smile and I'm like dude if you can't go full cheese and just let yourself smile and giggle during a first grade school presentation then when can you you know surrender to it and likewise this is the counterbalance to that on tears if your body is serving them up and if you're not consciously thinking about it I'm encouraging you now to consciously think about it why what kind of tears are you experiencing? Is it happy tears? Is it sad tears? Is it true wow moment of transcendental? This is what life is all about kind of tears because all of them are highlighting something for you that's being served up so that you can see, oh wow, this is what I really care about. This is what I'm trying to avoid. Maybe there's something for me to look at because I feel like I'm, I'm instinctually trying to avoid that. I, I perceive that as pain. And this is something I'm actively trying to seek because I perceive it as pleasure. Or in the moments where if I'm watching the voice, for example, or witnessing a glacier in Alaska with my eyeballs or watching behind the scenes of the making of Frozen 2 on Disney+. Plus, I just binge watched that whole thing with my family one New Year's Eve because I was so inspired by it the creative collaborative process or one day at Disney was a great one on there too, where people, every single person in every single episode was convinced that they had the best job. And that's so inspiring to me. And so I'm asking you to notice the next time you cry or someone you love again, could be kids, could be partner, could be clients and, and be like, wow, okay, cool. What's the message here? What is this pointing me to look at? Or to anchor in because especially those tears of inspiration and gratitude, I would encourage you as an exercise. This is something my friend and coach from years ago, Tanya Cross, encouraged me to look at too. I wrote it all down as she suggested post-its and I ended up doodling it on a piece of paper. But just just brain sneeze them all out. Like what are the things, the moments, the memories, the movies, whatever it is that brings that tear of inspiration where you literally feel just, wow, like your heart is cracked open for that moment that you're witnessing this, or you learned that if it was a light bulb moment or something that just really touched you, it struck a nerve. What were those moments? And then look at it like a magic eye. What are the patterns? What are the common themes there? Because that is a treasure map to what you're here to do. It's like, this is who you are. This is what touches your soul. That's the nerve. And instead of numbing out, especially if you haven't cried at all for any of these reasons, happy, sad, or fully present transcendental enthusiasm. But if you haven't let yourself cry in a while, in a while just think, whoa, I'm kind of numbing myself out to life. And there's actually so much wisdom that my body will serve up if I could actually just embrace that it, there's a valuable message there for me. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm saying welcome, bring on the tears, note the patterns and what that's telling you. And then think about for me, for example, it's like national parks, family memories, movies and songs that are like about the, the transience of life. It won't be like this for long. Don't blink. Um, but also just people 
in their raw expression, such as something like The Voice, you know, talent shows like that, or people who are just piecing together language in such a beautiful way that again, it touches your soul or they're just so talented at the thing that they're doing that they have dedicated their lives to like that raw, authentic expression of human beings and of nature in a flower or in a, in a banana tree. I have a whole podcast on banana abundance and how I was marveling at banana abundance. It's like that raw expression and creative power and human connection that is what makes my soul come to life. And that is why I've been building a business to highlight all of those things, right? Like the entrepreneurial moms who also really value and care about their own creative expression to be able to feel like their full selves and show up as their full selves all along the way, whether they're managing nap times with their kids or one day with their grandkids, you know, like all of that is all looped in together into what I love to talk about most. And once you can have that awareness of yourself, of what does spark that response in you, what does touch that nerve, then you can be designing your days, your weeks, your months to create more of those moments. It's literally bringing you to life. And that's the biggest gift. Your full presence and full power is the biggest gift that you can give to yourself, your family, your home, your community, and the whole world at large. So think about that. Next time you're crying, again, it could be in a polarized emotional state. It could be because you're feeling really happy or really sad. It could be a combination of both, which is really the most beautiful true thing. But whatever it is, if you could see your tears as a treasure map, I'm very curious to see where it's leading you. And I'd love to know what's coming up as you're listening to this. So hit the link in the comment box and share. I would love to know what your patterns are. What are some of those things that make you cry? And sometimes I laugh, cry, and my family knows it. I I think I've mentioned this in a podcast before. My best friends and family and my kids, they all know that I'll just get into the state. Poor Noe is still very confused by it. But the boys are just like, there she goes again. Where if something funny or silly happens, and it may not be that whatever the thing was that was funny or silly, That may not be this monumental divine breadcrumb, but to me, when I laugh, cry, and I just lose it for a few minutes, it's because I was feeling stressed and I clearly needed that stress release from my body. And so I appreciate it however it comes. Wherever the tears are coming from, I'm learning to appreciate them, not to judge them, surrendering to the tears just as you can surrender to the full cheese moments. That's what life is all about. So I hope this resonated with you in some way. Like I said, let me know in the comments. Send me an email. Share this on Instagram. I'd love to hear what comes up for you. All right. Till next time. Okay. Technically, that was the end of the episode. But since you're still here, one, I'd love to thank you for spending part of your day with me. And two, I'd love to ask you if you would take 30 seconds, maybe 60, to leave a rating and review in your podcast app before you tap out today. If you've already done that, it's amazing. Please send me a screenshot so I can thank you personally and know that sharing this episode with a friend has the same magical powers and I deeply appreciate both. Also, in case you're listening to the end to see if I ever actually introduce myself. Hi, my name is Nikki Elledge Brown. I'm the host and author of Naptime Empires and this here on Her Terms podcast. You can find me around the internet at Nikki Elledge Brown in most places, but what you may appreciate most is actually over at onherterms.com. It's what I call the insider library. 
It's where you can get inside scoop, first listen rights, email updates every time there's a new episode, and then special insider-only bonus content. It's all over in our private feed. Okay, that's a wrap for real. I'll meet you in the next episode.